Hey, Money Bosses, welcome to this interview. I have an exciting guest with me today. And the topic on our table for discussion is money, kids, money, more money, and kids, and more kids. <laughs> so I'm excited because this is a topic that's becoming even more dear to my heart as I am still a new mom. I don't know when I stop saying that Liam is 20 months old, but I know a lot of my clients and friends and family who have kids, probably should be spending more time talking about how to develop those good money habits. So I've got uh, Dee here today. Uh, she's the founder of Kids Money Academy. Welcome, Dee. Hello. <laughs> Good to have you here. Um, so she's going to share with us all of that she's done uh, from her own experience, interest, um, to not only teach her own kids how to be um, you know, smart individuals when it comes to uh, uh, financial literacy and making money decisions, but also what, what she's, um, she's doing to teach other parents um, on this path. So I'm excited, but I want to give her a proper introduction and then we're going to get into it. So welcome Dee again. Uh, Dee is a CPA and instructor at UCLA. She's also the founder of Kids Money Academy, an organization and financial literacy movement that helps parents raise money savvy kids. So Kids Money Academy shows parents how to have positive conversations about financial literacy with children beginning age four to 18 years old. Through the positive money loop framework, parents learn how to provide financial education and give their children the impact of their choices and continue to receive positive reinforcement for establishing healthy financial habits for a lifetime. The mission of Kids Money Academy is to teach as many parents and kids as possible from all walks of life to create an abundance money mindset and legacy for wealth. Dee immigrated to the United States by herself at the age of 23. She endured and overcame language, language barriers and many personal and professional challenges to create, create a thriving career and financial success. Now she's a wife, CPA, a mom of two who is passionate about helping other parents raise happy and savvy money uh, and money savvy children. So Dee, again, welcome and I'm excited for this conversation. So let's get started. You have quite an impressive story, but I think our listeners really would love to know, like, how did you become, become interested in this topic? And I know you have a financial background, um, but teaching yes. kids financial literacy? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, I'll, uh, I have a, I'm going to give you the shorter version of my story. Um, <laughs> So just like you said, I immigrated to the States um, about, I think, uh, 18 years ago. Um, and I didn't, I have to start my life from scratch. Um, I didn't have any money and I, I didn't speak English. So I had to learn everything um, from and earn everything from nothing. So that definitely motivated me to teach others like myself. Um, Hold on, can we, can we actually? We can just keep going because we can edit okay. this, okay? Okay. Um, can I actually start the story from the beginning? Let's just start here. Because oh, I okay. can go back, I can go, don't worry, I can go back, not to worry, okay? I can go back and cut it out. So, I'm going to change it around. Yeah, pretend um, I asked you a question and just, just go from, from it. 
so thanks again for having me. Um, I'm very happy to be here and sharing my experience with you all. Um, my story, I'll start with my story a little bit and how I started Kids Money Academy. Um, I actually, back in 2018, I uh, raised, uh, raised about $25,000 to open a school in Africa for kids. And that, um, in Ghana, um, we op ended up opening an elementary school in the memory of my dad and my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. um, and the impact uh, that had in my life was was very significant. I realized that I want to make more impact, just like this school, opening a school um, mm -hmm. is doing in Africa. So um, with that, I was thinking how I can bring my background as a CPA. And I love children, having my own two children and seeing how um, other children can do, uh, create their own dreams in the United States. I thought, okay, what about I teach kids about money? So that's how how the idea came to me. And then once I started, I literally couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that so? You're yeah, you're talking about passion, and then that's like doesn't have any end. <laughs> exactly, it was totally started as a passion, and then once I saw the impact, uh, the I'm always. Uh, um, uh, you know, education is very important to me and it was very important to my family. Um, so seeing other kids uh, being a, uh, getting the education that they need so they can create the life that they want, um, that was something really big, uh, made a huge impact in my life. So I wanted to share uh, my knowledge with the other, other parents and other kids so they can, they can do better. Yeah, no, it's, I relate to this so much too, because I am also, I also come from an immigrant family. Uh, my, you know, my family immigrated uh, in the early 90s. So I was, I was a teenager at that point. So I sort of, you know, kind of have, um, I guess I, I would say I've, you know, been Americanized by now. I've grew up here, right? I went to high school and then I graduated from college, but I, it, it was just interesting to see, and I, one of the reasons I actually ended up becoming a financial planner, that was never a dream. I, I knew nothing about this profession. I knew nothing about you know any of this, and I've made a fair share of my own mistakes. Um, I just sort of stumbled into this, this, this field. Um, so I very much appreciate the fact that you're, you're on this mission to, to teach kids, because I know that if we don't start there, like how are we going to grow responsible adults, right? Because we definitely Americans, and you're and you're 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 an immigrant just like I am, and you're kind of you know forcing this path. But Americans, right? Native Americans who are born here, and um, they're still struggling themselves. Like the financial literacy is 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 really really challenging uh, for a lot of people. And then because yeah. I see the the results of it. Um, with clients that I work with, right, the challenges that they have, um, and it's not only, you know, our inability to understand something or not know, but also how it translates into decisions we make, right, or like how it impacts relationships and all the money fights we have and, and the debt we carry and so and, and then like inability to retire on time. I mean, it's such a like, it, it almost like a, a 
huge gigantic snowball right that has this impact so i love that you're starting with this teeny tots right um and so <laughs> i'm excited to start because liam he's still very young but i i know there's probably steps i can start you know doing we have a little pig, piggy bank he doesn't know what to do with it yet. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people focus on creating generational wealth, but you want to make sure when you transfer that wealth to your children, they can actually carry on your legacy. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, the kids who do inherit uh, large sums of money, um, I think statistics shows that 70% of the uh, generational wealth disappears uh, in second generation. So mm. definitely we want to teach kids about money so they can, they can do better and then they teach their kids uh, and then they can carry on the family legacy and wealth. Yeah. So, so then that leads me kind of to, to, to ask the next logical question. So like, let's talk about when, or, you know, when and how should the parents start conversation? And then like, if we ourselves as parents, like never had the experience or the education, right? Like you just grew up and you were expected to know how to open a checking account, how to use a credit card, like those things. So like, what do we have to do? Maybe let's do that first. What do parents have to do in terms of work on themselves? And then when is the good time to start doing the work on the kids? <laughs> so um, when kids start asking for stuff for you to buy, when you go to a Target, when you go to your uh, favorite store, and then they're, they're showing and they're pointing out, I want to buy this, I want to, okay, that's the time <laughs> mm. to start having the conversation. Um, and I just want to say, um, yes, I hear parents all the time, but hey, but I don't know where to start or I am not, um, I, I don't know, I don't have the enough, I don't have enough knowledge to talk mm -hmm. about. You do. You are enough, you are worthy, um, you do have enough knowledge to transfer what you know, even your mistakes right we, mm. we even if you made a lot of mistakes in the past you learn lessons from those mistakes and um and talking about those things um and teaching your kids from your experience is a great way to start now of course to four-year-old you're not gonna say hey yeah by the way i had like huge credit card that i paid <laughs> off uh like of course the conversation is not gonna go like that however um mm. One thing we need to keep in mind, and um, I see, um, I see parents do all the time, is lecturing. Um, so we need to stop lecturing and actually creating real conversations with our kids. So, for example, um, if you are going to even a simple grocery uh, shopping can turn into a um, money lesson. Um, you guys can make a um, grocery list together, and then you can. Uh, you can write the cost of things like even in the grocery list as you are going through the aisle uh, your kid can have a, a pencil and they can write how much things cost mm -hmm. uh, so they're gonna it's gonna make them um, uh, it's gonna force the kids to look at the labels and understand the, the how much things cost and then you can make a game at the cash register you can say hey how much do you think all of this costs and you guys both make a you know price uh, guess um so that can turn into a game it doesn't have to be 
um, you lecturing them all the time. Hey, save, save, save. Don't spend. Don't waste your time, money on this. Nobody likes to be lectured. You and I don't like to be lectured either. Mm -hmm. So I think um, making it fun, conversation, uh, conversational is it's best way to do it. Yeah, no, I love I love that. Um, it's it's certainly uh, having those experiences, right? Is what's gonna stick in our heads and our little heads because they're or they're you know brains that are like sponges that soak up everything. I love yes. that. Yes, and they what get... we tell them uh, when they are you know when they're little, it's gonna turn into their their own money stories, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're trying to pick up something, are you telling them, oh no, put that back? it's too expensive are you are you uh saying oh it's too expensive so, always something is not reachable it's always expensive um so our words do do really matter when it comes to to raising kids with abundance money mindset and keep in mind your money stories also came from your childhood once you became aware of your own money stories then only then you can change it um, however, people go through their adulthood without even realizing those money stories were created uh, when they were when they were child. So they go through life with these um, money stories in their mind. Um, so what we do as parents do do matter. Our words matter if we want to raise um, kids with abundance money mindset. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know, and that's actually what, if anything. Um, I think most people struggle with that when it comes to their money, like the mindset and these stories and the beliefs and values, right? Um, more than money itself, because yeah. money, it, it's a tool, right? It's, it's a thing. So it's, it's our, I, yeah, I've, I, I've, I've heard this a lot. Um, and, and so one of the things I actually do, I don't, I'm not certified in doing any work on money mindset by any means, but in the financial planning process with clients, one of the things we initially do when we sit down is we look at understanding what they want. And when you start to ask questions like, what kind of goals do you have? Or let's identify these goals together and turn them into financial goals. That's when a lot of stuff starts to come out because, uh, mm -hmm. and especially in the setting with like families or couples, right? You start to see the dynamic, like maybe one person is not as open or like, it's very interesting. So like what you're saying is so, so true. And I know if we can see see this when they're tiny, it's yeah. amazing. So you have you've particularly emphasized on age four, like to start by age four. Could you talk about why, like not earlier? <laughs> sure, of course. You know you can do it earlier. Um, every child matures at different um, age. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, my daughter is she's two and a half, almost three, and she always she she has her jars but she doesn't know where to put what mm -hmm. yet um and we talk about she sees that we do play with uh play money um but what i am seeing is um age four when they actually um when they start to understand that okay we do make an exchange you you give the money and in exchange you take something that from my experience it happens around uh, three and a half four mm -hmm. um you can definitely uh teach earlier but i don't think it's it's um it's necessary or 
mandatory. Like, if you do well, age four through eighteen, mm -hmm. that's, that's a good that's starting be point. Right? Better than ninety nine percent of the rest of the population <laughs> no it's true okay i just want to i guess a more personal question i wanted to understand like that that age. i know i know because you are very eager to teach your I know, little like, one about money and you're like oh my gosh how am i gonna wait until two uh, more years i know age two started age two um no they're really little at age two i don't know just from my you know having a boy and a girl that that's what i see but you know every child is different go with what your intuition says mm -hmm. there's no when it comes to that there's no right or wrong answer but the thing is the studies say uh, indicates that by seven age seven they um, form a certain money habits so oh. mm -hmm. age four through seven are critical mm -hmm. um it's important um, but that doesn't mean that, oh, okay, after age seven, you know, okay, the money habits are already formed, I cannot do anything. No, of course mm -hmm. not. Anyone, you and I can change, still change. I, some, something that my son does um, lately, uh, it's just any, obviously anything, I think at this age, anything I have in my hands is what he wants. So it's my purse, it's my phone. And so when he goes, finally gets a hold of my purse, he takes everything out. And one of the things he gets is to, is to play with the wallet. And I mean, he pulls up the credit cards or whatever oh. <laughs> and just like throw them, throws them on the floor. And then he got to, you know, take out cash. Um, and you know, I, I guess I jumped too fast to say no, cause I, he was like, you know, just trying to do this with the, with the dollar bill, but, um, it's just interesting experience to like, yes. he has no comprehension at that age, anything, but yeah, well, great. I mean, I like, I, I'm learning quite a bit as well that, I mean, this, this, this three year, um, gap that you're talking about or phase from, uh, age seven, uh, from age four to seven is quite yeah, critical. Okay. So for those, for, for those parents who are ready. So where did it begin? Like, let's, let's talk about some practical steps. Sure. So where to begin? So first begin um, having the conversations, right? Just like I said, um, you can, there are a lot of resources out there that you can, you know, you can buy books, uh, how to teach your kids about money for yourself. And then there are books. Uh, storybooks that you can get from your library or you can order from Amazon. Mm -hmm. But even before all of that, um, sp before spending your hard-earned money, I think the, the, the first step what you can do is have real uh, fun conversation around money uh, during dinner. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, just have a light uh, conversation about there, um, uh, you know, when you are doing a grocery shopping, um, or if they want to say something, let's say you have an eight-year-old who wants to save, uh, save for iPad or something like that, you know, talk about that and how you say when you were at his age, give, relate to his experience and show, show him how he can accomplish the same thing. So the first thing um, after, you know, you start having these fun, short conversations, um, I think uh, the most beneficial tool so far I've implemented in our lives 
and I recommend to all my uh, parents' friends um, is having the jar system. So save, spend, and give jar system. So you can literally get three jars and write with the stickers. Um, you can just write save, spend, and give. Um, and then once you establish the allowance uh, for your kids, they can um, they can choose how you wanna um, how you wanna spend that money between three jars. I think uh, that's the that's the one uh, sure way to um, establish a routine um, because that's what you wanna do. Establish a routine um, and habits. Uh, create new habits. I like that. I've, I've seen this. I've seen this before. Um, it talked. Um, it, it talked. You know, uh, in the research that I've done, these uh, these 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 jars. Do yeah. you? Um, I I I don't know enough about this, but I've heard that some parents don't like to have an allowance. Or is that like how do you work around that? I I, I still think it's teaching these critical elements like you know you, you need to focus on saving right you, you need to have the pleasure of being able to spend and you got to have the the opportunity to give so i don't i'm sure you probably have objection from some parents on this too yes so the one thing we need to keep in mind in order to to learn how to manage money you have to have money like if you never give your child the money to manage and just lecture 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 them how to mm, how to spend their money um, or you know as they wish you give them money and then they are never going to learn how to manage or manage their own money now the allowance i i know what you mean it's controversial some parents like to uh, give allowance based on and they call it commissions i guess based on the chores that kids do um, in our household we don't pay for it pay we don't pay for chores Mm -hmm. um, and he, my son is almost eight, so he gets eight dollars. When he's nine, he's gonna get nine dollars. So every year, it's gonna increase a dollar, mm -hmm. uh, and that's his weekly, weekly allowance. Mm -hmm. um, now, the reason we don't give allowance, I mean, we don't uh, pay for chores, because our family values, and that's uh, different from family to family so you need to look back and decide for your own family keep in mind there is no right and wrong answer here you taking a step and um and giving the money to your child whether based on um, the chores that they do or uh, just as weekly allowance without expecting anything it's up to you um it's not anyone to decide um so in our family we don't want kids to expect something in return when they do their regular chores and contribute to a family um, so we actually don't call the chores chores we call them contributions um, family contributions and we just basically tell them hey we are a family we are helping out each other so we can all enjoy the clean house mm -hmm. or um, you know um, clean house and clean bed and things like that so we like to frame it that way because we don't want them to expect something in return every time when they do something for us um, but that's us right every family is different and you have to decide for your own family how you want to approach this topic uh, one thing i'm going to say whatever um, 
method you choose, as long as you give uh, money to your child on a regular basis and they know how to manage it, they learn how to manage it by making mistakes, um, then, then I think the mission is accomplished. I really love the idea that what you said. I think that has a really, that made a, a point with me is that if you don't give them the money, you only give them lessons, right? How are they gonna, like that's that feel experience, even having having to touch the money, right? Or the coins so they can put it in their jars. I love that. That's, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm totally doing it. I don't know if I can wait for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So tell everybody, I know for the time that we have now, and by the way, everyone who's listening, if you haven't upgraded to All Access Pass, this is your chance to do that because uh, Dee and I are going to dive in a little deeper and talk about um, her particular framework that helps even more solidify um, all of these ideas that she was sharing. Because we're, we're really focused on younger kids, but I know like four to 18 is, is a really long period of time. So uh, we do got to, we do need to address those questions. But um, so for the time being, Dee, please uh, share everyone how they can connect with you. Of course. Um, so I am very much um, active on Instagram, Kids Money Academy. Um, if you come and say hi, I'm, I'm happy to to uh, have you in my community. Um, I think we have right now around five thousand and uh, five six thousand parents and they're very active so come uh, come follow me on, on instagram uh, also i do have a uh, i do have a freebie vault on my uh, website kidsmoneyacademy.com um, and i have a lot of free resources that you can right away start using for example i have the money money jar labels for free and then every season i change them up so you can um, you can get the new ones, you know, during Halloween you get the Halloween and Thanksgiving you get the Thanksgiving theme, a safe fan give jars. Uh, so it can become a fun activity that you do with your kids. Uh, so they're all in the freebie vault. If you go to kidsmoneyacademy.com, you will see the link. Yes, awesome. That's exciting. Okay, I'm totally checking this out. <laughs> I have to. I would have to have a conversation with Yuri and say, like, this is what we're going to do. This is the proper way, <laughs> because we both of us, like I said, I didn't have any of this experience uh, growing up. But um, well, I've, um, I've again very much appreciate your joining us here today. Um, everyone, please check out the, the freebie vault on uh, Dee's website. And for those of you who want to take this conversation to the next level, we'll see you in the next session. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Dee. Bye. Thank you, Anna.